Hey witches, bitches, and astro hoes. Thanks for joining me while we explore what's going on in the sky, in the ground, and the magic that lies between. Hey bitches, welcome back to week two, episode two. I'm so grateful and really overwhelmed with the amount of people that listened to the first episode. I really wasn't expecting that and I just wanted to express my gratitude and that was really sweet. So such a great way to to kick off the second episode. Welcome. It's been a, a little bit of a weird week. It's been fiery. It's been fiery in Ontario. Let's just say that. And I hope everyone had a really great full moon, full moon in Sag on Saturday. That was so beautiful. I was outside um, in the evening and like the sun was coming down. It was hot. I was having a beer with the hubs, you know, like watering the flowers and looking up at the sky and I spotted Venus and I got really excited and I was like, look, look. And then I was looking for the moon and I couldn't find her, that sneaky bitch. And... I was like, okay, well, I guess I guess I won't be able to see it tonight. Like maybe it's hiding. There was no clouds, but whatever. And we were driving and she was just so low. So we were driving and all of a sudden I saw her and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> and I was asking my husband to pull over and he wouldn't. He was like, "No, we're driving." <laughs> so I hope everyone else had that reaction to her beauty. And yeah, it was a really great energy and I hope everyone had a great day. So yeah, let's get into it. So I already pulled, I, I pulled two cards actually today. I was shuffling and um, they both jumped out and I'm, I'm so vague when I ask these questions. So again, it was just like, what do we need to hear? Any like advice for this coming week? So the three of swords and the two of wands jumped out of the deck while I was shuffling. So both early stages, some minor arcana. So these are more things that are happening in our day-to-day lives. Um, Nothing on like the soul, like deep healing kind of level, but still just as important because we live our day-to-day life and it's just as real. So I wanted to start with the Two of Wands. The Light Seer's deck is really cute and I love this. So she is staring out of a window and she's holding on to one wand with her little globe and a picture of like a little Volkswagen van. So it looks like she's just dreaming. And this card represents possibilities, making plans for the future. Sometimes it can be stagnant because she's just sitting there looking out. And it's like, you know, you can make all the plans you want, but like sometimes you just gotta take action, right? And the the message with this card from the Light Seer's deck is the world is full of opportunities for adventure. And that's beautiful, right? And then we are paired with the three of swords. So cool, 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 cool. Not panicking. So she's painful. This card is dark and gloomy. And then we have a big red heart that is being sewn together. It's like kind of torn apart. It's being sewn together. In the background, there's birds on a dead tree flying away and she's screaming out of pain. So this card represents pain, loss, grief. Um, Sometimes it can be like just deep healing and we all know healing sucks, like it hurts because we gotta grow and that's uncomfortable, right? And we have to like admit and bring to light the things that are like a little bit more comfy to, you know, 
let sit in the darkness. And the message for this card is, my heart remains tender and open, which is so beautiful. And, it, you know, it doesn't feel like it should match the card, especially if you've seen the, the original Rider Waite Smith deck. <laughs> and it's like, ooh. And together, these two cards, I feel like, represent maybe that uncomfortable feeling of growth and when we sit and just wait for life to happen to us because we're too afraid to take action and put ourselves out there because of you know shame and kind of feeling embarrassed I guess you could say <laughs> we could just literally sit and wait there forever so it is about stepping out of your comfort zone even though it hurts it sucks it really feels uncomfortable um, and addressing maybe those things that and yeah, maybe addressing those deep wounds that getting to the root of something of why we need to sit and why we can't take action she's deep you guys <laughs> uh, if we thought we'd have an easy week <laughs> okay <laughs> so yeah that's something i think we can like we can think about and kind of work through together whatever it is that you're you're planning or you're dreaming i definitely suggest like making one small one small step and just don't think about it just do it <laughs> Of course, I have an Aries moon, <laughs> like the most impulsive person ever. <laughs> Easier said than done, I know, I know. So for our crystal today, I actually didn't pull a real crystal that I own, but I did pull a card. So I have this beautiful Earth Alchemy Oracle deck by Katie Jane Wright, illustrated by Nikki Strange. And this was a, a really amazing gift. Um, it was given to me last year for my birthday and it's so beautiful. So these oracles have crystals matched with a flora um, and together they have magical properties. So I pulled this card and again it jumped out at me and I was like oh, rude first of all <laughs> and this is a crystal that I've never I've never heard of I've never worked with. Forgive me if I don't pronounce it correctly. You can roast me that's fine. This card was Diotes and Larkspur, and it re represents past life healing, letting go of anger and forgiveness. Ow, great, we love that. And it was really cool because actually, um, I did a little deep dive on this, this crystal. It is a really fancy and expensive copper. It's very rare and it really is strong. So it, it it helps you with deep emotional healing and the chakra it is connected to is the heart chakra and the planet it's connected to is Venus and we were talking about Venus last week and we will talk about her again today. So I thought that was that was really telling and it's kind of like I thought I'd have an easy summer. I thought I was going to have a hot girl summer and guess not. Guess we're having a deep past life healing summer. So FML, I hope you guys are also hurting and healing as well. So Larkspur is also called um, Delphinian and it is the flower for July, which is my birthday and also the month coming up. And it symbolizes uh, positivity and strong bonds of love, according to Google. <laughs> and it also associated with like youth and it's a summer July flower so it's just very like carefree and loving. It's paired together so that you have that like loving comforting support when you're going through that that super deep 
emotional healing. And it's also super awesome because I grow Delphinian in the garden and it's really, really, it's really beautiful. Actually, I don't know, like I think it's breathtaking. It's not easy to grow. I think it's temperamental. <laughs> Mine's been temperamental anyways. Some years it comes up, some years it doesn't, and it can grow really tall. Like I grow the giant um, Pacific variety. So you have to stake them and <laughs> so carefree, maybe, maybe I just suck. <laughs> but I thought that was really beautiful and just really like connecting, connecting with what's going on and the energies and then clearly with the tarot that we pulled. So I wanted to go into our transits for this week, June 9th to the 15th. So June 9th, we have Moon uh, going into Pisces and Mercury sextile Neptune. This kind of feels like a little, a little dreamy of a day. Maybe some, maybe some daydreams, maybe some fantasies. Um, maybe you're going to be expressing some emotions. So that feels, that feels nice. It's nice. June 10th, we have Sun Sextile Chiron. So I don't know like a whole lot about Chiron. Chiron is the wounded healer and it's where we feel our pains and how we grow. Um, I'll look more into that one and then maybe we'll do an episode on, on this bad boy. Um, so I can only feel like the sextile sextiles are very like um she's cool it's nice so maybe like maybe we'll get like a little breakthrough who knows june 11th there's a lot going on we have moon into aries so she's fiery she's impulsive we have mercury going into gemini so he's at home there we have mercury trying pluto venus square jupiter and pluto is retrograde back into capricorn so that's a lot is a lot. And then June 13th, we have the moon back in exalted Taurus. And then June 15th, we have Mercury square Saturn. I'm going to be learning more about the transits uh, later this summer. It's funny because I have a feeling of what's what's happening, but like to articulate it into the world, I really want to make sure like I know, know, <laughs> like I know what this means. But I feel like June 15th is going to be like, um, like, I don't know, like some, some like fighting words. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it'll be great. And then into my lunar phase gardening, it's been going well, although we're kind of in a little bit of a drought here. I guess you could say it's a drought and all of Canada is on fire. So that's fun. <laughs> and I've been really trying to do like water preservation because I don't want to be out here watering my flowers so frivolously <laughs> when there's bigger things to worry about. Nothing to report on quite yet for that. Um, just a little bit, a little look at the calendar for this week, if anyone else is following along with me. June 9th, uh, the moon is a waning gibbet. And then the 10th is the last quarter. So this is a good time to sow below ground root plant. Although, I mean, we're not sowing a lot of things right now, but I guess if you're doing like succession gardening. Um, and then the 11th to the 15th is a waning crescent, and this is a barren phase. That means rest. That means don't do anything. That means put your feet up. <laughs> You've done a lot. Have a nice tea. Have a Long Island iced tea. Take a break. 
Um, during the barren phase though, and during the waning and the last quarter, we can be harvesting. If anything is ready to be harvested, we can be fertilizing with yeah, banana water and we can mow and we can prune. So yeah, it's a like an easy week in the garden, I guess. I was having a little bit of a meditation on this Saturday of the full moon last Saturday. When I water my garden in the evening, I know the morning is best, but sometimes we don't have time. I like to put my headphones in and I listen to like 90s country. It's a vibe. And just like really pondering about about like life and the things that I've kind of like learned through the garden. And I I thought, oh, we could talk about lessons from the garden. So, ba ba boom! On this week of lessons from the garden, I know I feel like this is a cop-out, but but like my biggest lesson is learning to fail. And I have a wee little quote for us. You may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. In fact, it may be necessary to encounter the defeats so you can know who you are, what you can rise from, and how you can still come out of it. Maya Angelou. I always say like when anyone asks me about like if I have any tips or anything about gardening, I always say don't be afraid to fail or I kill more things than live and it's really true and I know that it's like it's very expensive and it's very um it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time and sometimes we don't have that but you can start small and it's okay if you fuck up and that's a bigger metaphor for life right and it just like really had me thinking I was like maybe it was the full moon I was energetic. Just like how many times in my life I have like royally fucked up, fallen and never thought that I could get back up. And then just, you know, little things happen and little good things happen. And slowly you're back up to where you where you are and then you surpass that. And you kind of just take a risk even though you've failed in the past. So yeah, that's my super deep <laughs> lessons from the garden. <laughs> and I just think about like how many times have I, like I planted this rose this rose bush two years ago and she died she was dead <laughs> like rotten I don't know what I did uh, last last spring I pulled her up from her roots and I planted daisies there and then this year the daisies are coming up and I see the like the rose <laughs> like one little stem from the rose like maybe I didn't get all the root and it just made me think of this and I'm like I think this will be beautiful. I can't wait to see how it turns out. This little daisy rose hybrid <laughs> or whatever it will be. I mean, if I just gave up from that rose and and thought like, well, clearly I'm bad at this. I'm never going to try again. You know, shut her down. I never planted those beautiful daisies on top. Like I wouldn't get this. As Kelly Clarkson says, beautiful disaster. <laughs> so, or Bob Ross, I guess. Happy mistakes. Happy accidents. <laughs> So yeah, if anyone wants to message me too on the Insta, Ari.astro, I and tell me about your garden fuck-ups, I really want to know about it. Just make me feel better. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys like this um, like little lessons from the garden segment, let me know and I'll keep doing them because I can keep going. <laughs> So as we talked about last week, Venus has moved into uh, Leo. And I've been wanting to do this. I actually want to do this little segment when I was planning the podcast, talking about style through your Venus sign. And I thought, like, what bet like what better time to do it than when Venus has moved into Leo? So all you have to know is what your Venus sign is in, and I will be doing these uh, not every week, but just as Venus keeps moving through her signs. 
Um, so you must be patient. And to find out your Venus sign, all you have to do is go into like astroseek.com, put in all of your info, make sure that you put in the settings a uh, whole sign just to stay on the path of Hellenistic, you know, and um, it should tell you what sign your Venus is in. And there are other factors into your style. Your rising sign is a huge factor too, like what you look, what you look like. <laughs> um, and everything else. But I just thought that this was like super cute and super fun. Dressing your Venus sign, or if you want to embody that Leo energy for Venus in Leo, uh, Leo being a young, so masculine, solid fire sign. And the Venus in Leo is very passionate, enthusiastic, dresses confidently, flirty, courageous, uh, tries new styles, bold statements, and theatrical. Who would have guessed it? So a couple ways that you can embody this energy. I literally think of cat eyes. If you are brave with makeup, you could try that new cat eye look with the eyeliner. I know I'm saying new. It's new for us millennials. The Gen Z have been doing it for a while. It's, it's just like a little extended triangle in the corner of your eye and then just winged out on the ends. You don't do any eyeliner through the whole, like the whole lid, like we're used to. It's not like a 50s cat eye. I mean, you could do that, but I'm thinking like a, a feline cat, like a super sultry cat eye. And I would suggest the Makeup Forever Aqua Resist Color Ink. That's the eyeliner that I use and she is precise. You can really get in there and get that like sharp angle. You could also try like a little glitter, a little dab of glitter in the corner of your eyes too. <laughs> that is a super Leo-y thing. As far as like dressing, so you'd want to dress regally. Furs if you have them, maybe not in the summer, but maybe if you live somewhere cold, okay. Jewels, so lots of jewelry, gold jewelry, and nice clothes. And I would say like fire colors, so gold, orange, reds, yellows, and like a sunflower print. I like to think of my sister who is a, a double Leo. I always say like dress in fire colors and she wears sunflowers, sunflower prints and it just looks so bomb. And I'm not suggesting that you color your hair, do anything drastic. These are all things that can are like temporary, but if you were an adventurous person, you dye your hair a lot, like red would probably be the color I'd suggest, like a copper, copper red. Always see a professional and do not cut your own bangs. Still on the dress, you could wear things that draw attention to your heart because Leo leads the hearts, the courageous lion. So you could try like keyhole shirts, sweetheart necklines, and you can do like uh, necklaces, like the gold necklace clusters, just anything that draws attention there. For your hair, <laughs> if you are not feeling like coloring it, which, um, which totally okay, <laughs> I'm not advising anyone to do anything drastic, but again, I'm going literal, thinking of that lion's mane, like a literal mane. So if you have if you have curly hair, you could diffuse it, wear it super, super curly. If you have straighter hair, you could blow dry with a thickening spray or a mousse. So you flip your hair, you flip your head upside down, you know, rough dry, get that volume at the root. And then when it's almost dry, grab your round brush. You want the volume. Do some loose wave. And then don't be afraid to like put product in. Like mess it up. Get it loose. Get it big. I like the Kevin Murphy do-over. It's like a dry shampoo 
and like a texturizing spray at the same time. Of course, like the old school Osis dust it. She does the trick every time. So if you wanna be real wild, go for that. When in doubt to good old fashioned hairspray is amazing and should never be underestimated. And there you have it. You look like a fierce lioness ready to tackle this Venus and Leo jungle. All right guys, and it is that time for my recommendation of the week. In my, in my previous podcast with my sister, we used to do um, like a little song and it's so hard for me to not do it. Um, just fighting back to go <laughs> recommendation of the week. Ha! <sighs> so I'm just really trying not to be stupid. But anyways, there was recently a closure of this really, really awesome like niche movie rental store in my town and it's been open for 35 years so it was really devastating for it to close and when it did close on the first day of the liquidation sale my husband and I went and raided the place as well as what seemed like the entire city and we bought we bought around 80 movies and they're all like black and whites he likes war action westerns i love like the drama the film noir the romance <laughs> so we've been slowly trying to make it through generally i would like to recommend to you guys to try and watch like an old film not just to be like super cool and niche <laughs> so cultured but it is it's it's kind of like a callback to like a different time and it's really interesting so specifically the movie that we watched that i it was, it was really good. It was igniting my agoraphobia. <laughs> I was having a panic attack a little bit just by the concept. It is called Lifeboat. It's the 1944 war drama directed by Alfred Hitchcock, that creep. And I'm terrible at explaining synopsis of movies. So bear with me. Essentially, this ship was bombed and it's the story of some survivors in a lifeboat in the middle of the ocean. But the submarine thing, the German submarine that bombed them also went down. So one person, one of these survivors was the German captain of the submarine. So it is like a survivalist tale. And just the fact that they're like in the middle of the ocean, I'm like, breathe. <laughs> breathe. So it was like kind of funny at parts, really devastating obviously to other parts. And then we had the queen herself, Tallulah Bankhead. She was, I feel like she played herself, but she was this reporter, um, super glam, rich, like high class, in charge woman. And she had some really awesome one-liners like some of my best friends are women and if you don't know who Tallulah Bankhead is she was such a baddie such a baddie back in um the 30s and 40s and she came from a very conservative like political family like kind of a socialite and she's very controversial for stepping outside of her family and she fought for like civil rights just like really went against really went against her family and she was known to do like a lot of drugs smoke a lot of cigarettes drink a lot and she was promiscuous she was a how-to and she was absolutely fabulous and to see her in action was 
was really special. So if you get a chance to watch this movie, highly recommend. If not, just find any old movie with a super hot starlet of the time. I'm sure that you won't be disappointed. And yeah, thanks so much for tuning in to yet another exciting week. I do really appreciate the support and for everyone to follow along on this journey. I am learning the tech side of this and of course my my Leo Mercury. I I talk so fast with a stutter, so I'm really trying to slow it down for the pod so that I'm speaking clearly. So I, I just appreciate and I'm grateful for the support. Until next week, guys. Okay, love you. Bye.